0: Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Hey, all of you guys that are watching online with us by streaming either on YouTube or Facebook, I just wanna say welcome. Uh, We're having a blast. Uh, Just a handful of us are in the room, uh, staff, leaders, worship personnel. And uh, I gotta be honest, like if it is as lit in your living room as it is in here this morning, you're having a great time in church. So I just want to take this opportunity to say, welcome to church this morning. Um, How about that video from Iris Global there and their stop for the one campaign? If you have not heard yet, we are partners with Iris Global. We have been actually since our beginning. So... Uh, since we've been in the city of Nashville, which initiated in 2011, we have been an Iris Global missions hub. And so we're still functioning as that. And our way of participating in Iris Global's mission is by partnering with their Stop for the One campaign. Some of you guys know this, but if you do not know this at home, I just want to invite you to be a part of it. Um, You can do so by sponsoring one of those children for $1 a day. I mean, how's that? That you get to feed a child from that village for $1 a day every day throughout the entirety of the year and that $1 doesn't just pay for food, it also helps with educational cost. And so here's how we're doing that. We actually have a slide to show you guys. And so we're partners here with Iris Global in Mozambique. And our goal for the year of 2020 is to feed and to help educate 150 kids 365 days a year, all right? How awesome is that? So uh, thus far, we have covered 25 children, all right? And so the way that we do that, that's $8,854 that has already been raised and we have yet to really attack this thing like we're going to all right and so basically we have 125 children that need sponsors it's a super easy way to sponsor a child for an entire year of school um, for their food cost as well as some of their educational cost and you can do that by just giving $1 for every day of the year which is $365. So we've made this possible through our PushPay app where you just gave hopefully there is a drop down menu that says feed and educate 150 children in Mozambique. If you at some point throughout the year of 2020 can give either a one time gift of 365 bucks or you can space it out over time and give $365 over the year Uh, that would be amazing. If you can do more than one kid, that would be amazing. If you can only do half a kid, you know, get with somebody who's in your living room right now and say, hey, let's split this kid up into four portions, if you're allowed to do that, and raise the money and pay for this child to be fed and for this child to be educated. Um, Some of you know this, most of you do not. My dream, a dream that is on my heart as well as my vision board in my office is to feed 100,000 kids every single day. All right. So we're going to do that. 150 is only the beginning. So I just want you guys to be prepared to hear about this a lot Throughout the lifetime of legacy, we are going to feed and we are going to educate the nations. Amen. So I I realize that sometimes giving is uh, difficult when you're watching online. And if you're watching online today and you're thinking, man, it's no problem. I'm not going to give today. I'm not in church. Uh, Please rethink that and pray about that. Because just because you're not in the building doesn't mean you're not a part of the family. And so this is what we do. We are the church, and in a moment like this one is a great moment in which to invest. Even if you don't normally, now is a time to support and to add strength to what the local church is doing. All right, so hope you guys are good. I'm good. Y'all good in the room? Y'all good on the stream? Amen. I can hear you right now roaring from your armchair. I'm good. Let's go. Come on. Amen. Preach it. That's what I need, okay? I need that energy. I was logged onto the YouTube just a moment ago and I was just... Commenting, and a few folks were saying how they wish they could be in the room. And I told Jarrett Toll, I said, "Hey, I'm holding down the hype for you in the front row. Don't worry about it, bro. What's up, Jarrett? What's up to you guys who are watching online? Uh, online that we we interacted a little bit there. Uh, but I just want to I want to dive in today. You know, I prepared a message uh, for Sunday all this week. I prayed into it, uh, dove into the Word, and then once we received. The, um, the, the article or the admonishment, however you want to say that, from our mayor to postpone larger gatherings, both private and public, and we made the decision uh, to make a change, I thought, you know what, I need to make a change to my message. And to be honest, I was a little annoyed by it. I'll be honest with you guys. I was like, I've already put the finishing touches on my sermon for the week. I'm done. I get to focus on administrative work now. And then all of a sudden we get this thing from the mayor asking us to postpone our gathering. No, I don't want to write another message. You know, I don't know if you guys know what it's like to be a pastor in moments like these, but like everyone expects you to have something to say. Yes. Everybody's like, you know, what do you think of this? What does the Bible say about this? I'm like, give me a break. Just give me 10 minutes <laughs> to pray and to study so I'll be able to respond to you. Because the reality is, church, it doesn't really matter what I have to say about this. It doesn't really matter what my opinion is on this. What matters is God's opinion. Yeah, that's right. What matters is what the word of God has to say about this. And so I spent some time in reflection in the Bible. And I thought to myself, God, what is the word that you would have me share with the church today to encourage us? And so I believe I have a word and it's actually from our annual Bible reading plan. How many of you guys are on that Bible reading plan? There is a couple of you in the room and there is more of you watching by live stream and you are not keeping up with the day-to-day reading plan, because I look every day at the check marks. All right, some of you guys need to catch up, all right? Everybody said, I'm gonna catch up. Yep, I hear you from the living room, I'm gonna catch up. So, No, I I was reading this week and we've been in Numbers, and Numbers is not a particularly exciting book, but it can be if you read it prayerfully. There are some nuggets in Numbers. All right, hashtag nuggets and numbers. All right, there are some gold nugs in there. And uh, I was reading this week in Numbers chapter 16, and I extracted a, two verses of scripture from number 16 that I felt like God really wanted us to lean into as a church as we are leaning into this season. Uh, number 16, verse 47 through 48. And I'm going to read that. You guys can read it with me. Uh, it says, so Aaron did as Moses said, And he ran into the midst of the assembly. The plague had already started among the people, but Aaron offered incense and made atonement for them. He stood between the living and the dead and the plague stopped. Everybody say, and the plague stopped. Now that is a good word in season for us to hear and to be reminded of, amen? Aaron did as Moses said. Who is Aaron? Aaron is a priest. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a, you're a priest. Just say it over your kids at home. You're a priest. Hey, yeah. You know, but as I was reading this, I read it in the mornings on my phone. And, and, and I remember I just kind of put my phone down for a moment because I thought to myself, wow, what an image. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you, I mean, we often think about like pictures from the Bible being painted and they're like kind of old. And like, can you imagine this picture being painted? Like you've got Aaron, who's got a censer filled with incense. He's wearing the priestly garments and he is like straddling a line between 14,000 dead bodies and the rest of the nation that is living. You literally see the priest making intercession for the people and he is standing and drawing a line between the living and the dead. Like if... I mean, I don't know if I even want to watch this DVD when I get to heaven, but this is a powerful picture of what it looks like to be a priest. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. right. Right? It's to stand between the living and the dead, and in reality, God has put power in his priest. That's right. I know that you guys know that, but you just might need to be reminded of that this morning, that God has put power in you. Yes. You may not feel like a priest, but that's who you are. That's your identity. That's what the word of God says over you. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says this, but you are a chosen race, Come on. Yes. a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now that is a good word. So the title of my message today is this, a priest in a plague. Man, I wish I had a whole room to preach this to this morning because this would go over well, I think. (laughs) I'm like, I think that's the best title that the Lord has given me all year, you know? So we're gonna try it out on live stream today. So, Lord, just we ask that you would help us. I know there are limitations, obvious limitations through the live stream, but there are no limitations with the Spirit of God. There are no limitations with the anointing of Jesus. There are no limitations with the blood and the cross of Calvary, Lord, we just thank you this morning uh, that you've made us to be more than conquerors, that we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Lord, we thank you that you have triumphed over death, over hell, over the grave. Therefore, you have put the coronavirus under your feet. And so, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are the great physician. You are the great healer. Uh, and you are the one that we look to in times of trouble. We look to you this morning. We just ask you, bless this word and bless our time together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. 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 So um, I'm sure that you have noticed that everybody is freaking out. Yeah. You know, it's like in, the re- in reality, man, like people are freaking out. I went to Sam's Club Um, Costco's just too far, okay, for me. So I I have a membership at Sam's Club. I went to Sam's Club a week and a half ago and people were fighting over pallets of water. And I'm like, whoa, people are freaking out. So I just went down just a little bit further. Nobody was fighting over the Fiji. You know, I mean, it's because one bottle is like $22, okay? (laughs) Somebody needs to talk to the people bottling Fiji. Where is that coming from? Is that like the sea of chrysolite that f- flows from the throne in Revelation chapter four? Like, where is Fiji coming from? <laughs> it's like the fountain of great youth. I mean, like nobody's fighting over the Fiji. I'm like, whoa, people are freaking out. Freaking out, you know, like all online, people are freaking out. People are going crazy. Why are we freaking out over the toilet paper? I mean, I don't get that. I was a missionary in India for four years. We didn't have toilet paper, okay? We had a spigot and a left hand. And I'm telling you, you can get by, all right? I'm telling you, I'm a living, breathing testimony. You gonna make it, all right? You gonna make it. And if you're really concerned about that, just go to Sam's Club, buy you a case of Fiji, and you can use that water. And your left hand, and you'll be all right. But people, people are freaking out, man. Like, everybody's freaking out. And uh, it's shocking to me how many believers yeah. Yeah. will recite scripture, but they are freaking out wow. in fear rather than running towards the assembly as Aaron did yes. and standing in intercession, standing in prayer for the people. Saying, no, no, death stops here. Like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to shrink back. and I, I could not help, like you guys, last night, I, I, I think I woke up maybe 10 times in the middle of the night, yeah. like just every hour yeah. waking up and God wouldn't stop talking to me. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it, it was like every time it's like, pray, yeah. 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 pray, yeah. Yeah. tell the people to pray. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I felt this word, you can test it and you can flush it and I won't even be offended, but this is what I felt like the spirit of the Lord was saying to me. Is that this has been held back to the extent that people have prayed. Wow. That's what I felt like the Spirit of the Lord was telling me. If you want to push it back, then pray. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. If if you want to let it uh, re- reap havoc, reek? Reek. Reek. R E A K? Sure. W I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Then don't pray. Okay, that's the word that I feel like I've received. Now, you don't have to receive that. You can just label that, file that under hashtag Lyle's Opinion. But listen, I feel like just throughout the night, like the Spirit of the Lord just kept waking me up saying, pray, pray, pray. Because church, it's time for God's prophets to arise and pray. It's time for God's people to arise and pray. It's not time for us to shrink back in fear and freak out over toilet paper. It's time for us to boldly approach the throne of grace and pray. Make intercession for the people and believe that God's word is true and that he is who he says he is. He says he's the great physician. He says he's the healer. He says he's Jehovah Rapha, our Lord God who heals us. So what is it that we have to be afraid of? Right. So there's an outbreak going on in the story. Right. And uh, it it seems, I mean, if you just turn on the news for five seconds, right. We're recognizing that there is a global, I mean, pandemic, right. There's an outbreak uh, that's taking place. And and I want to make it clear before I get to my first point. All right. We are not afraid. All right. As Legacy Nashville as a family, listen, guys, we are not afraid. Uh, Just because our heart is to be honorable. Yes doesn't mean that our heart is fearful. Yes. That's right. All right, we're, we're taking precautions because we believe in honoring authority and we obviously believe in being wise, but we understand that we stand on truth. And the word of the Lord tells us not to be afraid 365 times throughout the Bible. One time for every day of the year. How's that? So... Here's the first point. You guys ready? I got four points today. I'm going to move through them fast. I got an email that said you shouldn't preach long on live stream, but you know what? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> no, I ain't going to preach long. I'm going to move through it pretty quick, hopefully. Um, number one, notice this Aaron was quick to listen to Moses. In times of chaos, church, listen to the prophets. In times of chaos, listen to the prophets. What are the prophets saying? Because the church needs a prophetic perspective. The world needs the prophets to arise and speak out the word of the Lord. Uh, Every single prophetic word that I've read that has been sent to me or I found online has all cited 2 Timothy 1 and 7. We all know it well, but it says, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of Power. What is that word power? It's that dunamis power, man. It's that, it's that Holy Ghost fire power, right? But of power and of love and of self-control or of a sound mind, which is a balanced mind, which is not a mind filled with anxiety and rattled, but it's a mind that is stable, understanding that, that our foot has, is resting on the rock, right? Who is Jesus, amen? And so I looked up, there was there was a couple of prophets that I, I tend to follow, one of them being Prophet Chuck Pierce. If you don't know who he is, I would totally encourage you to look him up. He's a really dynamic prophet. I was in a meeting with him one time. I was actually in the capital uh, of Texas. I was in Austin, Texas, uh, in the capital, at the top of the capital with Chuck Pierce and like a hundred old school intercessors. And I don't know if you've been in a prayer meeting with a bunch of old school intercessors before. But it's wild, man. And Chuck Pierce, he gets up and he begins to prophesy uh, about God cleansing the city. And he said, uh, he said, this is what the Lord says. There's going to be an 82 mile per hour wind that's going to come through the city and it's going to cleanse the city. Right. And I'm like an 80. That's pretty specific. Right. I mean, those are like dangerous prophecies. Like you don't go out on a limb and say things like that in public most of the time. Like you have to know that, you know, that God said. Right. And so we leave the Capitol building and not five minutes as we're walking down the steps, like the, the, the sky begins to change colors. We go out to eat pizza with uh, just the group that went and because that's what you do after a crazy prayer meeting. You go get some carbs. Yes, you and, um, you know, so we're, we're, in the, we're in the pizza shop and it starts storming and the power goes out. They give us our pizza for free. Hallelujah, favor the Lord. Yes. And then we go home and, you know, you go to bed, whatever. Next morning, wake up. First thing, as soon as I turn on my TV, there's the news. It says 82 mile per hour wind yes. goes through Austin, Texas. Yes. Come on. That's awesome. So, um, Prophet Chuck Pierce, he prophesied in September of 2019 that the nation, I'm quoting, the nations would come into turmoil until Passover. Uh, If if you don't know, Passover is actually from April 8th to the 16th. Uh, Then again, these are documented on January the 26th. Chuck Pierce prophesied, and I quote, a massive plague-like invasion would test us through Passover, through April the 16th prophet cindy jacobs i've received a prophetic word from her before that you want her to prophesy over over you i'm telling you she's awesome uh prophet cindy jacobs uh gave a similar word on january the third uh regarding the first three months of 2020 she actually gave this word and then chuck pierce amended some of his travel plans not to do so much international travel in the first three months of the year because of this word and then a friend of mine uh prophet sean bowles some of you guys may have been exposed to his ministry recently through the send and uh, some of the gatherings that he's been a part of. Uh, but he sent out an ebook. We're going to email that to everybody. So long as you're on our newsletter email list, please jump on it, legacynashville.org. You can get on there. We'll email it to you this afternoon. Uh, but in his book, he released uh, a prophetic word uh, about what's happening with coronavirus. And here's what he said. He said, the Lord is saying, I'm removing the threat of this. This will not be this generation's story that they have survived the coronavirus. This generation has so much potential, and the enemy is trying to bring the threat of death and fear. I will bring faith and health so that my full life can come forth in this day. So that's what uh, Sean prophesied. And just as a summation of everything I've currently uh, read and studied from the prophets, they're simply saying this, the coronavirus will not last. That's what they're saying. Uh, And its days are numbered. And so I just want to stand uh, as a priest in this house uh, for Legacy Nashville and for your family and say yes and amen to the prophetic words that have been released by God's prophets. Amen. We speak yes and amen. And we say that we agree. So if you're at home, just say, I agree with that in Jesus name. Number two. Notice that Aaron ran forward. He did not retreat back. My admonishment to you this morning, church, is do not fear and do not embrace isolation. We've already touched on this plenty, but do not fear. Primarily because fear is not from God. Right. Right. Right? God did not give you fear. If you are in fear, understand that its source is not God. Yes. And that you have authority as a priest yes. to tell that fear to go back where it came from. Yeah. 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 Yes. Come on. Right? Um, I, I've heard some people say that um, a spirit of fear is just a demon that's afraid. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Sometimes we, we feel fear and we might be in the presence of an enemy that is afraid. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we're saying, oh, I'm afraid. No, you're in the presence yeah of a spirit that is afraid of you because they know who God says that you are and the authority that's resting on your life and the power that you have through the blood of Jesus. So know that not all of the fear that you might feel right now belongs to you, but that it's actually the enemy coming against you, trying to bring turmoil and confusion to your life. And I want you to today, church, just stand on the truth of God's word and say, no, no more to fear, no more. Um, I read an article this week from the University of Minnesota. I wanted to do a little research on fear because I'm noticing there's so many people that are afraid. And so I'm like, you know, I, I know that it's a tactic of the enemy to get us to stay in fear so that we're then more susceptible to getting sick. And I wanted to know, I was like, what is, what is this that fear does to the body um, and there's a doctor in the room this morning, so I was like, just correct me if I was wrong about this. But uh, physical health here's what chronic fear impacts. Number one is physical health. Fear can weaken uh, our immune systems, it can damage our hearts, it can damage our gut, it can even decrease fertility. It can also lead to accelerated aging and premature death. Wow. Yeah. Do not fear, all right? It's a tactic of the enemy. It can secondly affect our memories. Chronic fear can cause damage to certain parts of our brains and affect our long-term memory. Over time, fear can become hard for our brains to regulate and then cause us increased anxiety. Thirdly, uh, the brain's processing uh, power. Chronic fear can lead, uh, can cause our brain problems in regulating our emotions, making decisions, and acting appropriately in wisdom. Uh, Lastly, our mental health overall. Other consequences of chronic fear include fatigue, clinical depression, and PTSD. Wouldn't it be just like the enemy if he could not afflict our physical bodies with this virus that everybody's talking about, uh, that he would settle to afflict us with a spirit of fear so that while we might not get, get sick from this flu virus, that we would be sick in our emotions, that we would be sick in our minds, that we would be sick in our gut, that we would be sick in our brains, all right? And so we say no to fear. We're not gonna partner with the strategy of the enemy to cause us to stay in fear. I love what the Bible says in response, Romans 8 8 and 31, it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Instead of shrinking back in fear, church, we rise to the occasion in prayer. That's right. We don't retreat. We run into. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy all false arguments. Right? I know some people are going to hit you with the facts. And that's good research and it's scientific and all that. But the facts are not greater than the truth. Right. Come on. We live in accordance to a higher truth and that's God's truth. Not only do we do we not fear, but we do not isolate all right. I want you to notice that Aaron ran into the assembly of the people. And, our, and, and, and please hear what I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying be completely unwise and throw off all precautionary measures. Right. I think there is wisdom in some of what's being presented to keep people healthy. Uh, you know, those who are uh, immune compromised, as they're calling it. Like, I understand it. Like, wash your hands. All right. Don't be dumb. All right. Like Chris Ballatin calls it the spirit of stupid, like literally wash your hands. Not that hard. You know, use hand sanitizer, keep clean. Don't be careless. Right. Let's cooperate uh, with the um, precautions that the government has provided uh, to us to diminish the spread of the virus. But don't huddle alone in your house in fear. Glued to your phone and reading the news every 10 minutes, allowing the opinions of men to shape your mindset. Do not give that authority to anybody else except for God. All right. Get some friends over. You guys have a dinner, throw a prayer party. All right. Invite somebody over who can lead worship. And if you don't have any, I mean, this is Nashville. You got to have somebody, but if there's nobody, you know what? Just worship, put something on YouTube. Uh, be in community. If that's too hard or somebody's sick, then FaceTime them. Like technology has given us the opportunity to be connected uh, despite this season. Honestly, I think the enemy's played his hand. You know, there's a lot of churches that are functioning uh, differently than the current cultural uh, demands require, meaning they don't know how to reach the next generation through technology This situation is going to cause our churches to understand how to better utilize technology to reach the millennial generation, Gen Z and Gen Alpha. And so the enemy, in my opinion, has played his hand. It's like, oh, I'm going to make them not meet, ha? We're still meeting, right? It just just looks a little bit different. And now we have a strength where there was previously weakness, and we're going to leverage that strength to reach young people who would never step into a church. That's all I'm saying, you know? What the enemy meant for evil, God turns around for the good, right? I mean, it's, that's, that's what happens. Uh, number three is this. Aaron offered incense and made atonement for the people. Get this. We are priests. Do your job. Pray, worship, and intercede. Just look at the person next to you at home. Say, do your job. Do your job. Worship, pray, and intercede. Now is not the time to fall asleep or take a break spiritually. Now is the time that we engage and we put uh, action to what we've been anointed to do, all right? We worship and we do not stop. Come on, that's right, yeah. You know, we do not allow our circumstances to influence our worship. We allow our worship to influence our circumstances. You know, sometimes it's so easy, like we're going through something. We say, I'm not going to worship today because I'm having a hard day. And we let our circumstance influence the measure of our worship. But what we should be doing is we should be allowing our worship to influence the measure of our circumstances. Like, nope, I I don't have to check in with my circumstance before I say yes to God in praise. I'm praising anyway. And I'm I'm shifting my circumstances. So don't forget, that's who you are. That's the authority that you have as a priest. Also, we pray and we intercede. We pray for the coronavirus to end now. That's what we pray. That's what we declare. And all people who have been affected to be supernaturally healed in Jesus' name. That is what we pray. You know, I, I just received a testimony this week of somebody being healed of cancer who was in church last week. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. And they weren't weren't given very long to live. I mean, this was very uh, an intense diagnosis and they went back to the hospital. I believe it was last week and supernaturally, scientifically unexplainable, right? They have been healed and they are cancer free. So we know that our God is a healer. Amen. Okay. Here's point four. Aaron took a stand and the plague stopped. All right. So we'll stand until this stops and it stops soon in Jesus name. Amen. So as, as our friend Sean Bowles said, uh, coronavirus is not the story of your life or your family. Right. Uh, your life is is um, your life and the story of your life. Uh, the authority of that is Jesus. Your story is being shaped by Jesus, not a not a coronavirus. All right. And so, what we're going to do today is we're going to stand in prayer together. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back. And uh, I know I know it's kind of a short message today, but listen, guys, I wanted to give you some Bible and a story from the Bible that you could stand on and that could activate your faith to pray against everything the enemy is bringing against you, okay? So what we're going to do, we're just going to pray. And I I just want to pray out a couple of things uh, together. And I want you at home to bind with us. And I I want you to begin to pray along these prayer points. But before I do that, I want to read one more verse of Scripture, which comes from Psalm 56 and verse 9. It's the Passion Translation. It says this, The very moment I call to you for a Father's help, The tide of battle turns and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is on my side. So just remind yourself of that. If you need to, put your hand on your heart today and say, God is on my side. Be reminded of that. God is on my side. So here's what we're going to do, church. We're we're just going to pray together. For those of you guys in the room, you can stand up. If you guys just want to play a little bit, you can. Um, I just got a few points. Number one is we're going to pray for protection. We're going to pray for protection from... Uh, this virus. Secondly, we're going to pray against fear. We're going to say no fear in Jesus name. Thirdly, we're going to pray for wisdom, wisdom to learn how to navigate this situation and where we need to be and not to be wisdom for the authorities and our government to navigate this situation, our doctors and medical system. We're also going to pray for sustained finances. Uh, There's a lot of people, particularly in our city, their income has been affected uh, by the shutdowns. Think about all the folks who tour, and are in music, you know, there's a lot of tours that have been canceled. I know the Bethel tour was canceled, uh, affecting some of our friends this week. Um, we're going to pray for our relationships, um, relationships, no isolation. Yeah. Amen. Um, healing. We're going to pray for healing, right? In Jesus name. So, um, that's it. it the prayer is the variable here. Yeah, that's right. Prayer is the variable here. If we pray, this ends quicker. If we're careless and prayerless, it continues. Amen. So just remember this prayerlessness right now is carelessness right now. It's kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? But listen, prayerlessness is carelessness church. So we're going to pray. So first and foremost, let's pray for protection. Come on church, let's bind together. Lord, we pray right now in Jesus name, Lord, for protection. We thank you, Lord, for protection of God's people. We know that we apply the blood on the same way that they did during Passover as they applied the blood over the doorpost of their homes and the plague was not able to enter in, Lord. We apply the blood. We plead the blood of Jesus over each and every person in the legacy family. We plead the blood of Jesus over the people of God. We declare Psalm 91 over the people of God. We are kept safe we are protected by the blood that speaks a better word no death shall come near us no plague shall come near us lord but we shall be kept safe by the blood of jesus christ the cross is more powerful than any attack of the enemy and we plead the blood of jesus at home we just cover you this morning we cover you in the blood of jesus you are covered you are covered you are covered in the blood of jesus Right now we pray against fear in Jesus' name. We say no to any and all fear. Little fear, big fear, doesn't matter. We cancel the assignment of fear. We reverse all of the effects of fear. We speak peace. We speak tranquility. We speak a sound mind into the people of God. Every single person that is watching this morning receive a sound mind in the name of Jesus. I curse fear at the root. I speak over your homes. I say, fear, you got to go. Fear, it's time for you to leave. We evict you in the power of the name of Jesus. All fear, go in Jesus' name. And if you've been struggling with fear right now and you're watching my live stream, just say it with me. All fear, go in Jesus' name. All fear, go in Jesus' name. Take your authority as a priest. You have been anointed by Jesus Christ. You are a priest. You are a royal priesthood. You have authority over fear. All fear, go in Jesus' name thirdly, we just pray for wisdom, Lord. We pray for wisdom for ourselves. We pray for wisdom for our mayor. We pray for wisdom for our president. We pray for wisdom for all governmental authorities, God. We pray that they would walk in supernatural strength and wisdom during this season, Lord. We just thank you, God, that you are making us wise through scripture, through the word of God, through the counsel of prophets, through the anointing of the church. Lord, we just thank you, God, that your word is coming forth and we are agreeing with your word right now, God, because we know that your word is true. And so we say, we will be wise through your word in Jesus' name. Next, we're just praying for sustained finances. For all of those that, have, that are out of a job right now, Lord, we pray for supernatural provision and wisdom. To steward finances, Lord, we pray for new jobs to come out of the woodwork. We pray for creative ideas, Lord. We declare that entrepreneurs are rising up during this time. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for the good, Lord. I declare that business ideas are being birthed. I declare that new strategies for income and cash is coming forth in this season in Jesus' name. New inventions, things that would be patented, Lord. We just declare that people are receiving dreams about how to earn extra income and that sustained finances will not be a problem for the people of God, Lord. Lord, I thank you for those that are uh, b- have been generous and by donating money, and I- I've seen athletes do this. Lord, may the church do the same. If there's somebody in need, may we help them and do all that we can to bring sustained finances into their life. All right, let's pray into relationships just for a moment, church. No isolation, Lord. We just thank you, God, for covenantal relationships. Lord, we thank you for community. We thank you for the church. Lord, we just declare in Jesus' mighty name, uh, isolation has no hold on us. It will have no um, bounds on us, Lord, even as, even as Todd prayed today in pre-service prayer, that the bonds would be bursted. And so this morning, uh, by the prayer of the righteous, Lord, we burst every bond of isolation. Every single person that's cowering in fear and struggling with loneliness We declare you are not alone, that the word of the Lord says that Jesus is with you, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that he'll be with you to the end of the age in Jesus' name, no isolation. And Lord, we just declare healing. This is our last prayer point, guys. We just declare healing in Jesus' name. Lord, anybody who is sick, may they make a speedy recovery. Lord, anybody that is afflicted uh, with the coronavirus, Lord, we just pray for supernatural strength for their body, that they wouldn't even have any symptoms, that, that the symptoms would go away, that the strength would come, that supernatural recovery would come, that the speed of the recovery would come. Lord, we thank you that you're a healer. You're the great physician. If you're unwell today and you're watching by live stream, if there's somebody watching by live stream that's been affected uh, by the coronavirus, we just speak healing over you right now. And right where you are, just close your eyes and you just receive that washing of the blood of Jesus, that washing of the word of God. Just be healed right now. Be strengthened right now. Our God is a healer. Just be healed right now. Be strengthened right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The worship team is just going to lead us in a song. And wherever you are in your living room or if you're kind of doing a little watch party today, just stand up in your living room and just lift your hands with us and let's just worship Jesus together. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.